guys. Welcome to the podcast called Good Good Talks. This is your host, Stephanie Lynn, which is just a super odd thing to say, but honestly, kind of cool and um, makes my heart just go crazy because um, I, <laughs> I don't know. I've been listening to podcasts for so long and he been hearing people say that. Just actually listened to like two or three today um, because my commute so long, not because I'm just a crazy person and I just sit and listen to podcasts, which is also okay you're not crazy. Okay, never mind. Um, anyway, and they would say, like, welcome, this is this is this podcast, and this is your host, and that's just so weird to me that I am get to do that. So, welcome. If this is your first time, heck, I love that you're here, um, and I don't know how the heck you found this, but you're really cool, and I just love that you're here to join us for this, some good, good conversation with some good people about some good stuff. So, today on this podcast... Of good good talks we have Chelsea who the Lord's just blessed me with some super awesome women in my life and um three of them have been on the podcast already and women that have just spoken truth into my life and that have just really been a wise kind of push in different um, directions that the Lord's been taking me and um I'm so thankful for them and Chelsea came into my life um after I graduated college and so Chelsea I'm sorry, Kendall and Julie, who were on before, had really walked with me through high school and college, and Chelsea kind of got, sorry, Chelsea, but you got, like, the mess of me after I graduated, because not only did I graduate and not have a plan, I graduated and broke up with my boyfriend, so I was just, like, this heaping mess of, like, tears and bleh. So, Chelsea, shout out to you for taking that on, Um, and thank you so well for loving me in that, and thank you for just really being excited for me in this season of um, podcasting and being out in California and just always, always loving me and pushing me towards um, towards what the Lord um, is putting in my life, which has been encouraging me to do things that seem hard. Um, and, you know, it may sound like the coolest thing ever to be single and go out to California, but actually it was the hardest transition and Chelsea was there for me from the get-go. Um, so, We talk a lot about singleness on this podcast, but I don't want to just, like, narrow it down to that. There's just a lot of good, and just Chelsea has a lot of good wisdom. Um, She's a teacher. She's a stay-at-home mom now. Well, like, part stay-at-home mom, part, like, just a creative genius. She um, started a vintage market in Springfield, and I got to be home for that when I came home in June, and we talked a little bit about that at the beginning. So bear with us as I'm, like, just having her explain that a little bit to you guys because... I'm just trying so hard to celebrate that because I know it was so hard to be a mom of kids all under the age of seven, three girls, um, as well as, you know, really investing in a marriage, really investing in a church, and then wanting to also do this thing that you feel called to do. Um, We all know that it's hard to balance all those things, and I really wanted to celebrate that with her. So, yeah, here we are. I hope you so enjoy this conversation, um, and thank you for joining us in this conversation. Like I said, shoot. I've sat on many chip chats, shoot me any questions, anything you want to be talked about, want to have talked about, not only, like I, um, I keep saying like I said, because I've already recorded this intro about five times, <laughs> but I really want this podcast to be about good conversation with good people, um, and my chip chats are not a conversation, they're just me talking, which is, I love that I've been given that space to do that, but I also really want to have conversation with other people about what you guys want to hear and what you're going through. And, um, yeah, so please just send it out on my Instagram, on my Facebook, text me if you're my friends and actually listening to me, which is just awesome. My mom told me she's listened to three podcasts, which just like makes me tear up. So yeah, I want you guys to be part of it because, um, because you're the reason I'm doing it. I also super want to share really quick before um, I go into this here uh, interview is um, reading through, again, um, Uninvited, and I know I shared this in one of my chip chats, is um, Lisa is her name. She shared just a really beautiful truth of... um, Yeah, I'm just going to read the quote to you, all right? So she says, Even as the closed doors and rejections seem more prevalent than the new opportunities you'd like to see, even as you're seeking to readjust your thinking, remember that there is an abundant need in this world for your contributions to the kingdom. 
your thoughts, your words, and your artistic expressions, your exact brand of beautiful. Choose to live loved while you're in the middle of the journey and know that what he has in mind for you is so much more than what you imagine. Um, Just that chunk right there reminds me why I'm doing this podcast. It reminds me why I love Instagram so much and why I love blogging so much and why I just love sitting down and hearing people's stories is because every freaking story matters. And if you ever believe that lie, I just want to preach and push truth into you of your story matters, even if you feel no one's hearing it, even if you feel it's not as big as that one girl's or that one guy's or doesn't get as many likes. That stuff's just stupid and it's just there to distract us where really the Lord has created each and every one of us um, with a life that impacts and loves and encourages in in ways, in different ways than everyone else. And so you are unique in that and I just really wanted to speak into that before this podcast starts. So here's Chelsea and I. Her story is unique and I love it and her story has been um, really spoken and given so much wisdom and truth to mine. So once again, thank you guys and here's the interview with me and Jess. back to it let's say like I was listening to Kindles and Eyes when you guys were uh-huh. I put the kids to sleep <clears throat> and I had to have my phone up all the way high and it still was kind of like a little bit hard to hear yeah so I'm gonna go back and edit it and just go up and you can just um it's one of them amplify that's what it's right at the top okay so then you can just yeah so if it's too low, that's it. That's never a problem. I can just change it up. Okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's your podcast. Yeah, and it's 8.30 in the morning. And I'm not a morning person. Are you a morning person? Um, no, I've never really been a morning person. I'm not a late night person either. So I'm like a, like a mid-morning, early afternoon person. Yeah, I feel you like on that one. At 3 o'clock, though, I'm like done. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Go to sleep. I hear you. Um, okay, well, introduce yourself, I guess. Okay. <laughs> My name is Chelsea Ewald, and I live in Springfield, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I've got three little girls. Yes. And um, a husband. And what else do you want me to well, what um, say here? What do you do? Okay. What do I do? I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom. Um, I... I guess by degree, I'm an educator. I worked in mm. education, was a high school <coughs> English teacher for several years. Um, I've also taught uh, speech at the college level, and I've always enjoyed teaching. Um, once I had kids, I kind of I decided to stay home, so I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom now. Uh, I do work part-time at our church, Westside Christian Church. I work with our worship and arts department. Which is great. Uh, it's a great creative outlet for me, mm-hmm. and so I really like that. And I, I really like um, the part-time gig is pretty ideal for me because, like I said, my primary goal right now is to be a good mom. So it gives me more time at home with my kids. Yeah, yeah. Tell them about what you just did this weekend. Yeah. So I just um, put on a bit of a, a bit of bleh, tongue-tied. <laughs> I put on a vintage market this last weekend. Um, I've always loved antiques, and I've always loved flea markets, and uh, I've always kind of had this entrepreneurial side to me, and I've never really known how to use it, and I love creativity, and so I kind of took all those things and put them together, and my friend Rebecca and I decided to bring a vintage market to Springfield, and so we did that. We didn't have anything like that here in town, and so yeah, I had... um, a good time with that. We had about, I think we estimate 11 to 1,200 people come through no it. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, it, it, it went beyond our expectations. Yeah. I had 32 vendors, antiques yeah. and vintage and handmade and live music and good food. And, yeah. Uh, I love music. Who is the girl that was singing? Yeah, she's amazing. Her name is Riley Bourne. Okay. And she's originally from the Springfield area, but mm-hmm. she's 
in Nashville now. She's a singer songwriter, oh and I am not a country music girl. Yeah, um, she's amazing. Yeah, I I knew most of the songs she was singing. Yeah, yeah, and she wrote them like. Oh my gosh, she's awesome. Oh my gosh, yeah, so fun. Well, then what about the guy? I liked him too. Yeah, he's he's really good too. His name is Devin Williams. And he's from here in Springfield, and he's more of a bluesy, folksy guy. Yeah. But like, his—he's an amazing guitarist, but his vocals are like super sweet. Yeah. Like I love—he's got kind of a raspy. Yeah. How did you guys find them? Did you just like look up people? Yeah. No, that was actually all my partner. So Rebecca, um, her dad and Riley's dad are friends, and so she knew Riley. Yeah. Um, And then Devin. Uh, somehow had a family connection to her as well. Hmm. So we lucked out. We got two really awesome musicians yeah. for our first market. How did you meet Rebecca? Yeah, we met. Um, our two oldest daughters were in preschool class together a couple years ago. Oh, okay. And so that would be my daughter, Finley, and her daughter, Juliet. And those girls latched onto each other and became good buddies. So we started doing play dates and discovered yeah. that we each have three girls who are the exact same ages. That's crazy. So yeah, we started doing play dates, and then from there, um, Rebecca and I immediately, you know, had this connection over antiques and mm-hmm. interior design. I do yeah. some interior design work on the side and just decor, and um, that's kind of how we moved in the direction of the vintage market. Just yeah. some similar interests. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Lots of fun. Well, I'll do it again next year. Yeah. And thank you for coming and oh helping gosh. out. Yes, I'm just so thankful I could catch it when I was home. Yeah. <coughs> it worked out really well. Seriously. Because last time I was here, it was February, and you gave me, like, I still have a little um, card for it. Oh, Your little yes. business card. Yeah, like and you're like, we're hoping this is going to happen. We're starting it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just was fun to be a part of it, and I thought it went really well. I thank think you. everybody in Springfield was a little confused of, like, there's never been any... What is this? We can't just walk through for free. We can always walk on these streets. Yeah. <laughs> Some people were a little bit miffed. There was a $5 admission cover to get in the door. Um, that's actually pretty standard. Yeah. For this type of market, there are yeah. a lot of overhead costs. Yeah. And... Um, some people, I guess, just didn't get that. And that's totally fine. Well, I think um, it was one person I explained to... You know, this is the first time they're doing it, so everything's out of pocket. Everything that yeah. they did is out of pocket. And so they're like, oh, oh, okay, and then they understood it. But, yeah, yeah, it was mostly other people, and I'd say $5, and I'd start to explain to them, and they're walking away. They're like, okay, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might have deterred some people, but that's okay with us. Again, it's not for everyone, and yeah. our price was very comparable to other yeah. markets in the area. Yeah. So we felt justified in, in charging. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And I think with the farmer's market, too, being at the same time. Yeah, which is free. Exactly. They're just different. They're yeah. different things. They're apples and oranges. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it went really well. Um, I know that one topic, I think, and I told you this last night. I stayed the night at Chelsea's house. It was last fun. Night. It was like a slumber party. It was a little slumber party. Yeah. And she has three little girls, like she said, so we hung out. I put them to bed unsuccessfully. <laughs> That's yeah, don't feel bad about that. Um, and they're a little wild and crazy. They are Those crazy. They're downstairs watching the movie. We've we we tried, so we'll yes. see what happens. Yes. They may come up. I want them to, but not for a while. Yeah, we'll <laughs> stay down. <laughs> um, so yeah, stayed over. And one thing that I wanted to talk to you about was like singleness and all that jazz mm-hmm. and how you helped me through that. But I think that that can kind of come up. And the question of how we've met. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that can naturally come in that. Yeah. So here it is. How did we meet? Yeah. <laughs> we um, both... We I'm, I'm thinking, like, we both give our little spiel. Because yeah. I remember the first time I saw you. But yeah. you, you do your thing. Yeah. Well, so... What year did you... Or what month did you start your internship? February. Was it February? Yeah. So, yeah. I was on staff at, at Westside. Yeah. And I remember the first time I caught wind of you was when I got an email from the gal who uh, kind of informs the rest of the staff when someone new has been hired. And, oh, yeah. Um, got this email, this cute girl was uh. going to come and be on staff and do things with social media and communications. And I remember she um, linked, I think, maybe your Instagram account and your blog. Mm, and yeah. so I went in and I checked you out that way. Mm. I was like, oh, mm. this is fun. She, told, <laughs> she was like, she might be fun. I didn't know they linked the blog. That's yeah, funny. I'm pretty sure she linked the blog. 
Unless I just did my research. Or it was on my, it. it was connected to my Instagram too. Maybe that was that. one way or the other. I yeah. found your blog and I thought that was cool because again, I, I, uh, I appreciate creativity and the arts and writing and um, so that seemed fun. I hear my youngest crying upstairs right now. Um, so yeah, I caught wind of you that way and she was actually, Stephanie was coming to, to be on staff yes. under another guy who had been hired not too long before mm -hmm. uh, that we became friends with mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I was excited for her to get here and then um, yeah, met you uh, I guess at church. I remember the first, well actually, <laughs> I remember the very first time I met you. I was sitting in a cafe yeah. and you weren't on staff yet at this point and actually no. this is backing up because I, this was prior to me knowing that you were coming on staff. Yes. We were with Kendall. Yes. And we were in the cafe, and I was sitting there doing some work or something, and um, you rolled in with Kendall, and I noticed your hair was cute. You asked me how I, how I did my hair. And so I remember pointing that out. Yes, that's, saying, that's oh, what I remember too. Your hair is really cute. How'd you get it to wave like that? And so, yeah, that was our very first interaction. But then I remember later, our first, like, actual discussion was also in that cafe. Yeah. Like, I think, and I'm trying to remember what it was during. I wanted to say Christmas, but that wouldn't be right, would it? No. What, no. Easter? Maybe Easter. That seems more right. But I remember sitting down and having a conversation with you. And, yeah, talking a little bit about singleness during that conversation. Yeah. Relationships and... We have of relationships and... I, then I remember she does production behind like behind the scenes of worship stuff, and so I would talk to you between yeah. practices. And yeah, everything. yeah, um, yeah. So I don't. I feel like I shared a little bit. I can never remember like what I've told um, on because I did a chip chat like the second week that mm -hmm. just came out this past Friday, which is not when this is going to be out. Um, but and I like shared a little bit of my story, but I don't know. I don't know how, I can't remember. So anyway, yeah. I came to Westside not knowing what the heck I was going to do with my life um, and had just broken up with the guy I thought I was going to marry like two months prior, mm -hmm. maybe a month and a half prior. So then when I met Chelsea, um, I still was like a little wounded, a little mm -hmm. just like fresh from it. Um, and I, yeah, I just remember sitting there talking about it, just kind of like pouring it out and Charles didn't get married till she was 28, so that helped a lot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, there's still hope in this. Um, so I guess, like, share a little bit of that um, and kind of your feelings in that. Like you said, you shared, like, even last night of, like, the... Yeah. There's, like, a season of really wanting it, a season of being like, well, okay, I'm just going to have 25 cats. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, so I was in um, my early 20s and in college, and I was in a serious relationship um, one that I thought would probably turn to marriage. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, my now husband, Chip, was also in a serious relationship, one that he thought would turn to marriage. And uh, we both dated these people for a long time. And they both ended. Yeah. And um, so when we were wrapping up college, we were both wrapping up without a significant other. Yeah. And, and they both went, you both went to Lincoln. Yeah, well, I went to, we both went to, it's now Lincoln Christian University. He graduated undergrad from there, and I went for Did you even, years. like, know of him there? So, we knew of each other. Okay. I mean, it's a pretty small school. Yeah, so I was like, going to say, we'd have to, like, kind of run yeah, into each other. Yeah, we knew of each other, but we didn't, um, didn't run around. But also, friends. it's a Christian school. I just want to point that out. It was. Like, you can graduate a Christian school and not be married slash engaged it's slash It's true. I mean, it was, it's unusual. <laughs> it's it's unusual. You can but do it. it does happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, we both graduated without a significant other and without either of us right knowing each other. Yeah. So, um, I went on after two years at Lincoln and I went on to university and finished up and wrapped up my degree there and got my first teaching job. Actually, ironically, back in Lincoln, Illinois, mm. uh, at Lincoln Community High School, and taught high school English there for um, five years. And during that whole time, I was I remained single. You know, I dated a little bit here and there, mm -hmm. but um, remained single. And it was really, it was a struggle at times. I mean, that was a season where I really watched a lot of my friends um, get married. Actually, yeah. a lot of my friends start having kids. Yeah. And, you know, that was something I was always thrilled about for them and mm -hmm. genuinely happy. Uh, but it was also one of those things that stung a little bit. Like, 
like you said, I thought, am I seriously going to end up this old maid, this cat yeah. lady? Um, and, you know, had a bit of a pity party for myself at times. Like, yeah. I wouldn't really get down about it. Mm-hmm. Like, is this ever going to happen? Um, and every time, you know, if I, if I did date a guy, um, even if it was brief, I would get wrapped up in it and think, mm-hmm. I've got to make this work, i got to make this work, this is going to be it. Yeah. Um, when in reality, in my head, I knew, like, this is not the guy that I want to marry, but yeah. I wanted to be married so yeah. badly yeah. Um, that I was willing to push hard and try to make it work. And I guess finally, I just came to the point where I, I stopped trying so hard. And I honestly just talked to God about it and just said, Hey, God, I don't want to be single the rest of my life. If that's what you have in store for me and that's what you plan for me, help me just to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Help me just to chill out and be okay with it. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't too much later that I was really just able to be content with my singleness. And... Um, patient, I guess, and realizing that if this is going to happen, I want to be patient and I want to wait for the right person. Like it's worth waiting for sure. It is. And then I met Chip and here's the funny part of the story is that, um, so rewind a bit. I said, we kind of knew each other. We knew of each other in college. No interest in dating each other. Mm -hmm. We were both in other relationships. So all these years later, fast forward, fast forward, I'm teaching at Lincoln Community High School Mm -hmm. and I teach high school English right next door to Chip's brother, Mm. Eric. (laughs) And Eric and Eric's wife, Heather, um, are the ones that... Like set you up? Set us up. Yeah. (laughs) Set set us up. And, um, well, actually, Eric slipped Chip my phone number. Yeah. (laughs) Chip stuck it in his wallet and didn't call me. He had it in his wallet for six months. Oh, my gosh. Didn't call me because he thought... Yeah, I knew her in college. There wasn't, there weren't any sparks in yeah, college. So it's not, so it's not whatever. But he kept my phone number in his wallet. And then we happened to be at the same wedding. Like a mutual friend was getting married. Okay. And uh, we said a brief hello. Hey, yeah. how you doing? Real quick, like thirty seconds. Yeah. And um, he called me after that. So. And then we were he was engaged. like, "Oh wait, <laughs> he's cute." And then we were engaged. Like, well, we dated for I think eight months, and then we were engaged for six. Yeah. Did you guys, because you had waited and dated other people, was it very much like a month, two months in, you're like, yeah. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, I think that both of us um, had been in enough other relationships that flopped that we knew what we didn't want. Yeah. And so when we started dating, um, it was quick Mm -hmm. and knowing, like, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah this is the person I want to marry and Mm -hmm. spend the rest of my life with. And it was a very easy decision. I feel like a lot of the other relationships that I was in, and he would say the same thing, um, they were hard in terms of, like, I guess we we were working too hard to make them work. Yeah. And we were overthinking everything. Yeah. And we were, you know, and I think when you finally meet the person you're going to marry, that Mm -hmm. stuff just goes away. Like, you don't have to work that hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. relationships are work. Yeah. I'm not trying to... To state they're not Mm -hmm. their work, but um, you'll know Mm -hmm. and you'll want to work for it, and you won't be annoyed by all these things that you know are. I don't know. You well, you might eventually get annoyed with some little little things, things. little things. But yeah, it's just it's you'll just know. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but you'll just know. Well, and I remember that was one thing with my mom of when I was dating this guy through college, like. I knew I wanted to marry him because it was like, well, we were dating so long, so why? Mm-hmm. And we already kind of just said, okay, well, we dated in high school. And we started dating again. It was like, oh, were we going to date or are we going to get married? Because yeah. there's no point in dating. It's just we're going to waste each yeah. other's time. So we had kind of decided from the get-go, we're going to get married. Uh-huh. Um, but it wasn't ever like a get down on one knee, I would love to say yes. It was more just like it just took time. Yeah. And I remember asking my mom because my mom and dad – I want to say they dated for like, I don't know, I don't know how long. It was very, very short, but their engagement yeah. was four months. Yeah. Of like, they just knew, and then they got married, and then then all these years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because my mom was also engaged before my dad, and uh-huh. um, my dad was almost engaged before her, and so uh-huh. they kind of had that. But at the same time, it was like, how come you could be with dad, and you could just say two weeks into you dating, yeah, this is the guy, and why mm-hmm. haven't I necessarily felt that? And I don't think it's 
yeah, I don't think that it has to happen. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. there's definitely times it can be slow, but when it's, there's just all the pressures from society and Christian mm-hmm. schools when they're like, you need to meet the person, so yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Um, I think when, when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And to go back to, like, just the Christian bubble um, and the pressure that's there, I think we, a lot of times as the church, I do a real disservice to, to single people mm-hmm. in that, we do kind of have this favoritism toward married folks Mm -hmm. and um, that kind of makes me sad. I feel like we want single people to know that they're loved and valued and that they should be perfectly content and happy right where they're at. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, it's it's just kind of one of those things that I think maybe the church hasn't done as well as we we could. Yeah, no, totally. And I I think it's just because marriage is a beautiful thing you want that for mm-hmm. everybody. Absolutely. And you that's do. a good thing. Yeah. So, but then there's also that, um, I think there's could also be that pressure of like marriage is between a man and a woman. So mm-hmm. it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you're a woman, you get married to a man. When you're a man, you get married. Just, just what happens. <clears throat> um, I was going to say something else and I totally forgot. Oh, oh. Oh, yes. Okay. So my friend Kirsten just got married like three weeks ago. Okay. And I was texting her before they got married. And um, I'll make sure that she's okay with having this on here. But um, one thing that she talked about was, like, just the nerves before getting married. Mm -hmm. And how no one has ever really talked to her about that. And, Mm -hmm. like, do you remember any of the nerves of, like, not necessarily the doubt of this guy isn't the guy. But just, like, you're literally signing your life over to somebody. So, did you have any of that and remember that at all? Um... You know, honestly, no, not too much. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember thinking about it. I yeah. remember thinking, okay, like, this sounds silly, but I remember thinking, okay, I'm not going to have this last name anymore. Yeah. My main name is Cheatham. I'm not going to be Chelsea Cheatham anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be Ewald. And I remember thinking that was a little bit weird and almost a little bit, like, I, it, like, I felt a little sentimental about yeah. my last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't like a sad thing. Like I was resisting giving it up, and yeah. um, I was never like, okay, I'm signing the rest of my life over to be a wife to this guy. Uh, yeah. It was just more excitement, and like I was ready, I was ready to go. Like I knew that I wanted this, and yeah. um, I was marrying a guy that was going to be an awesome husband, and yeah. later an awesome dad, and an awesome spiritual leader, and um, so that was exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think just one thing that she was talking about was just, like, processing it all. Because she mm-hmm. is, I think she's 24. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that kind of, like, no one um, no one ever really talks about those nerves beforehand. So then it gets you even more nervous of, like, yeah. why am I nervous? Well, it's okay that you're nervous yeah. because you're literally getting married. That's okay. Yeah, getting married, it's a huge, huge life change. Yeah. It's, it's the most one of the most important decisions you'll ever make in your life. And yeah. So you don't want to take it lightly. Exactly. So yeah, maybe so it's, it's okay. okay to have some nerves going into it. Yeah. And you know, and be realistic about it. Like marriage is it's hard work mm-hmm. and it's a commitment. Like mm-hmm. once you say your vows, like you're committed to that person and you're gonna get into your marriage and you're gonna have disagreements, you're gonna have arguments, you're not gonna like the way he does certain things and he's not gonna like the way you do certain things. Yeah. And yet because you're married and committed to each other, yeah, your job is to always resolve that, resolve yeah. those conflicts. Um, Chip tells a story about one of his best friends um, who got married years before we got married. His name is Mike. So Chip was in Mike's wedding, and he remembered talking to Mike like a couple months after he got married, and Chip was like, so how's married life? And I think yeah. Chip was hoping to to hear about the sex life part of it. <laughs> like, how is it? Yeah. I think that was the question he was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the answer that Mike gave was, he said, man, Chip, he said, I never realized how selfish I was until I got married. Uh-huh. And so, like, really, marriage brings out these things in you that you might not recognize before, but uh, you do have to learn how to become more selfless. Yeah. You have to relearn, learn how to resolve conflict well because, yeah. you know, you're living with this other person who is not exactly like you, who yeah. has different tendencies, and um, you have to learn how to resolve conflicts. Yeah. Um, you have to learn to choose to love that person even yeah. if you don't feel like you like them in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to learn how to apologize and say you're sorry. Um, 
you've got to learn a lot. It's hard work. Like marriage mm-hmm. is hard work, but it's super worth it. And I feel like when people are actually committed, their marriages actually work. Um, healthy marriages aren't healthy because mm-hmm. they have less conflict. Mm-hmm. They probably have just as much conflict as any other marriage, but healthy marriages are healthy because people resolve yeah. their conflict. They yeah. resolve it well. Yeah. No, so. definitely. Um, Dang it. I had another thing. I was like looking at you. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It's not oh, your fault. I was like, yeah, yeah, we can talk here. about this out. Talk about like this is a good transition. And then I just. <laughs> um, Gosh darn it. What the heck was it? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I was probably talking in circles. So. No, no, no. You were talking about like a healthy relationship. Oh, 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 oh. I listened to this sermon on, um, I actually have the book, I've yet to read it. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the pastor, but he's, I want to say he's um, in Montana. Okay. And it's about, um, swipe right. Have you heard of that? Okay. Um, you know, like Tinder and all the dating apps, Mm -hmm. you swipe right if you want to stay with that person or swipe left if you don't, like, or if you like that person, whatever, not stay with them. Um... And not that I don't agree with, I think it was the pastor's wife that shared a little bit. She gave the last sermon of the series mm-hmm. about, like, put your head down and work for Jesus. And then that's when you'll meet the person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I very much agree. But I think then it just gave me that, like, little edge of, I don't want people just putting their heads down and working for Jesus just because they know they'll meet because they their think spouse that's out of it. What, yeah. Exactly. Like, that's the motivation for meeting someone. Like, yeah, yeah you should work for Jesus because you love Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> so I think it's, like, finding that actual, like you said, contentment in it. And it's never, like, the content that you'll always be happy that you're single. Right. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's a battle. Like Literally. It, it is, like, a struggle. Like, I remember going through that. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm content. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. But there mm-hmm. were, I had moments where I was like, oh, I still, you know, man, God, come on. I'm yeah. ready for this to happen. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it's a struggle. I think that's human, though. Like, yeah. It's not wrong to to feel like you need to be content in your singleness and yet to to have a desire to yeah. to marry or to see a guy and think, oh, he's cute. Yeah. I might have a crush on him or, <laughs> come on, God. Like, um, none of that is wrong. Yeah. It's, um, it's okay. Yeah. And I, I think, think that's, that, like, part that that misses when people talk about being content is they mm-hmm. never talk about the other part of, like, you're going to, every day it's still going to be, It's like, a struggle. And it's never, like, you have to be content all the time, be okay. But, like, my thing is I will cry through the sentence of, okay, if you want me to be single for the rest of my life. But yeah. I'll still say it because right. I know that's what needs to happen. Right. Um, but I'm going to happy about it. Like, right. I don't want to be. Right. And he knows that. <laughs> and that's the great thing about God is you you can duke it out with him. You can say, hey, God, this is not what I want. I'm yeah. not happy. Yeah. You're you're making me kind of mad. Yeah. And that you're not giving me what you want. Yeah. And of course, he's not a God that just gives us what we want. But you yeah. can tell him that. Like, that's frustrating. Yeah. And so he can handle it. You can tell him that. And yet, you know, you just got to trust that he's, he's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether he gives you what you want or not. God's still going to be there, and he's still going to take care of you, and he still knows what's best for you. Yeah. No, and it was actually one of my friends that um, she dated a guy for, like, four months or so. Mm-hmm. The last is the last semester of school, and she kind of had this thought, because I asked her, I was like, so, like, is this somebody that you can see yourself marrying? And she's like, yeah, I kind of had that thought. I don't know. I think he was visiting her um, apartment, and she was, like, walking around and realized, like, this could be the guy, and, like, this, this mm-hmm. could be it. Um, and, um, we were talking about it later after they had broken up and she was saying, you know, I'm just real frustrated at God that he can let me have those thoughts and like have mm-hmm. that peace mm-hmm. that he's mm-hmm. the guy when, um, it wasn't the case or, you know, mm-hmm. he could, they could still date. Um, but that's the same, same, same exact thing I had with Ethan when I was in Prague. I was yeah. like, yep, this is it. Like completely content for like two weeks. Sure. And then. Because um, I have literally prayed for that desire yeah, um, for the Lord to give it to me. And so he did. Yeah. But I didn't realize until months after that he was like, okay, I'm going to give it to you, but it's still not it's still not going to fulfill you the way that you think sure. it's going to. Sure. So here you go. Sure. Like, here's what you yeah. want. Yeah, I totally. But then you'll still see. You'll still, it still comes to an end of this yeah. isn't, you sure. know. No, yeah, I get that. And I, I do think sometimes we attribute things to God and perhaps they're not actually from God. Yeah. Like, I do think that sometimes we 
you know, you hear people say say that about a lot of things, like, oh, well, you know, I, I prayed about it, and God answered in this way and gave me peace about it, and so I went ahead and did it. And, and in reality, it, it might not have anything to do with God. Yeah. It might have been yeah. more, you know, your psyche uh, telling you to, to do something or uh, an outside element or, or motivator. It's still, like, it. your choice to do it. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, we attribute a lot of things to God that might not necessarily be from God. I mean, I don't know that that's wrong. No. Um, to give God credit for the good decisions we make. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it just, I was, I just was talking to her about it. Of yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Right. Of he gave you what you wanted. Like, it's your last semester of school. You're a Christian. He's a Christian. And yeah. you want to be married. So why not feel content in it? Yeah. What do you need, Finn? Yeah. Do you need something, babe? Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see. I, they're still friends, so I don't know what will oh, happen. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just being outside of... It just takes a few months afterwards. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, with my, my marriage to Chip, um, and, you know, all those years where I felt I just wasn't content and mm-hmm. was impatient, like, in hindsight, you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, and it really is in this case. Um I'm so grateful that I didn't get married in my early 20s. Yeah. I had time to grow up and uh, to really <laughs> learn how to be more mature. And um, I, I feel like I was actually ready for marriage and the work that marriage is by the time mm-hmm. it was 27, 28, and dating and marrying Chip. Like, I don't know what my marriage would look like if I had gotten married. And, and you know, I'm not saying that it would have ended in divorce or anything, but had I married... Just to be way different. Like I in college, yeah. uh, when I was 21 or 22, um, or any of the even other guys that I dated along the way before I met Chip, like, I am just really glad that, yeah. you know, I I didn't. Yeah. So, I don't know, there's, uh, hindsight is always 2020 in these cases, yeah. so. And I think that's, that's the same thing we've talked about, like, getting married young is not, it's not bad. Right. You're just choosing to grow in that season together, together. which right. sometimes it's a little bit harder. Right. But also, I just can't imagine me being married without what I've learned over the last year and a half of, like, yeah. I would have been a horrible wife yeah. slash friend slash just, I wouldn't have known how to do any of that, yet I was dead set on, like, this is it. Like, yeah. this is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it just, it's very, I thought of that too, of like, I actually am super thankful that I haven't married the last year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also the guy that I would have married, it's not like life would have been absolutely horrible. Right. It would have been fine. Right. And, and we still would have had went. a great relationship yeah. just the way that we did through college. Like yeah. it's still, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's a whole lot of like just the pressures of school and of people in life just yeah. coming in saying, well, it needs to happen, mm-hmm. um, and not listening to that, but right. being more attuned to, yeah, everything else around you. Yeah. So. Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> marriage. Okay, second question. Yeah. What are you guys celebrating right now, whether that's you mm-hmm. or your kiddos, mm-hmm. you and your husband, family, all that? Man, I feel like a lot of little things, like... <clears throat> We just always try to make it a practice to have gratitude in our mm-hmm. home and to be thankful and to celebrate the big things and the little things. Um, I guess probably the biggest celebration, just because it's fresh in my mind, was the spinach market yeah. that I just did over the weekend. Um, and you know, my friend and I, Rebecca, like I said, we <clears throat> it was a joint effort, um, but I'm pretty proud of us for putting this thing together. It yeah. was really successful. Not that that success is the most important thing, but really the fact that we just pulled it off and it ended up um, skyrocketing beyond our expectations. Um, It was fun. It was, it was great. And really for me, it was my family. Uh, I was so blessed to have like Chip on board. Mm -hmm. He was supportive and he was super helpful. The guy seriously is the hardest worker I know, but he was, you know, worked his butt off the other day at the market. I felt bad because like he was all day long, just, it was hot out and he was <laughs> trying to help. It was real windy. And so all these vendors, their tents kept like flying up in the air. And mm-hmm. so Chip was rounding up cinder blocks and rope and he was helping people tie it down. He's just a, he serves people really well. So anyway, needless to say, I'm really grateful for his support and his help and, and my, my family and his family and, um, 
yeah, so we're celebrating that and honestly celebrating that it's over. Yes, twenty the <laughs> take a break for another year. Exactly. Um, so we'll do another one next year, but celebrating the fact that I have more time on my hands now to spend with my family. And, there we go. Yeah, just celebrating little things like be a better um, mom. Yeah, like that was well for real. These past couple of weeks, I have felt like I only said that because crap shoot of a mom. Yes. Yeah, like have not seen my kids. Like yeah. I've totally ignored them. Um, you know. I think they'll be okay. Which yeah, shows grace in relationships of like it's okay. It you, have to, you have to allow yourself to. There's things that come up. Not put too much pressure on yourself all the time, but yeah, I'm ready to be with my family again. So, but celebrating uh, the success we had and the fun that we had and the new relationships I made through yeah. this market. That was maybe the coolest part about it. Yeah. Did you guys meet any like new vendors that you hadn't really heard of before? Yeah, like. All of them, yeah. <laughs> with exception to a couple. Yeah, we um, really had to go out on the hunt for yeah. these vendors. Um, we again were starting from scratch. We had no idea what we were doing. Neither yeah. of us has a degree in business, <laughs> um, so we had to really seek out these vendors. And we probably contacted eighty vendors. Really, mm-hmm. and we ended up with thirty, which sounds like a really bad percentage, but no, in all honesty, it it felt like a large you can market. almost get half, like. Yeah, and we were really pleased with the vendors we had. We were um, we were persistent in our desire to only have high quality antiques, vintage, and handmade vendors. Like, there's nothing wrong with multi level marketing mm-hmm. uh, consultants and things like that. But that wasn't the type of market we were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had to work really hard to find the vendors we wanted. Yeah. And we found the vendors we wanted. And these gracious people took a risk on us and came to our little market that yeah. we had never done before. And like. A lot of the vendors we had are people who are real seasoned in this, and yeah. they've traveled the country doing these huge markets. Yeah. And they came to our piddly little market, and they were so gracious and so kind. And yeah. um, I think they all had a pretty good day. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. Wow. So good. Okay, last question. Yeah. How little, little nuggets of wisdom? Anything you got? Oh, my goodness. Little nuggets of wisdom. Um, well, I'm going to challenge you to tie one back to singleness. Okay. Because we had talked about it, but there was never like a, okay, how the heck do you do it? Mm-hmm. You know? Gosh, I guess regarding singleness, um, I would challenge people who are single and who are kind of just questioning that singleness um, to seek contentment. And I know it's easier said than done, but I guess a couple bits of advice I would give um, to help with that contentment would be, number one, um, check into some resources, some books uh, yeah. that would be helpful, um, podcasts, listen to to solid preachers and, mm-hmm. and messages. Um, and I guess the second bit would be to try to avoid um, maybe reading too much mm-hmm. on marriage. And, uh, you know, the more you put that in front of you, the more you're going to want it. And if you're struggling in your singleness, it's not going to help you. Um, move forward, and I guess the third would be to to talk to people who have been single and who mm-hmm. ended up married, and really to talk to people who are single who are still single, yeah, um, who are content in it, and mm-hmm. to ask ask them, you know, you know, how are you? How are you so content? What's your secret? Or people who are now married, like, how did you handle your singleness, and what have mm-hmm. you learned since being married, and, and seeking those those resources out? So I think yeah, for being content in singleness, surround your people. Surround yourself with solid people. Yeah. And and read a lot. Yeah. I guess. Well, remember I was reading that book that you had, like, was it the 10 secrets to something about, like, how, um, what women need to know about men and how oh, they think. the Feldmans, Shanti and, um, I can't remember the name, the little skinny little yeah, books yeah, yeah. cover. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. Um, the 10. What women what men need, need to know about to know and what men need to know about women or something yeah like something like that and I had started reading it like a month after I had moved out to yeah. California and I was like whoa I got this I can do this yeah. and then like three pages in I was like Josie I can't I know I can't in hindsight I maybe shouldn't have suggested that so no well. <laughs> no but it was just more like having to step back and be like yes this sucks and I want I want to know more about like how to be a better wife yeah. And I remember mentioning it to my mom on the phone of like, I actually had to like step out of 
a women's conference because all they were talking about was marriage and kids and Again, all that. ostracizing those who are single. Exactly. Sure she's got to do a better job of it. Yeah, that. exactly. And I, had, it was one of the pastors that I'm close with, and I yeah. told her that of like, I had to leave. And she's like, okay, why? And I was like, well, I hate telling you this because I know that most of your conferences are going to be towards women that are married yeah. and have kids and just like giving them that break. But, um, it was super hard. And actually the last conference that they had was a panel of women and I was on it of, I was someone that like, that was of my age yeah. that could kind of speak into that. But then there are also another, there's another woman who's been single. I think her kid was 18. Um, and mm-hmm. she like, she'd been single for that time and she'd been dating, but she yeah. hadn't ever been married. Yeah. So I think like being able to talk to her about Good. that and yeah, bring that to her. But I remember I called my mom during like when I stepped out of this conference, I was like, I can't. Yeah. They're talking about marriage. And I said, and I was like, Chelsea gave me this book. And I like had to t- text her and say, like, I couldn't read it. All this. She's like, Stephanie, like, just because you want to be a better wife doesn't mean you need to keep reading all these books about it. Like, I think yeah. the Lord's going to teach you how to do it. You just need to chill out and stop, like, trying to get all this information yeah. all the time, thinking that that's what's going to, that's what's going to be best when right now it's not what's best. And sure. so I took, I don't think I've read really anything about marriage other than... Yeah, that's probably wise. Yeah. I really think that I got the book by Francis Chan. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, like... Is that the one he, he wrote with his wife? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it's about marriage for sure, but it literally, like, the first three chapters are like, put this book down if Christ isn't your sinner. Like, put this book down if Christ isn't yeah. first. Because if you don't have him even in your life, in your marriage, like none of this stuff is going to make sense to you. None of this stuff is going to work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, and that's what I've learned through just like the last few months of not even being in a relationship is Mm -hmm. Christ isn't Mm -hmm. number one, which sounds super hard and it is, but also it's extremely, um, like, right. When when it happens, everything else tends to fall in place. Exactly. And even if stuff doesn't fall into place, you still it's tend still, to be content and okay with it. He's still your foundation he's at still it. your foundation. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just say, that's good insight. Listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You had another one that you started talking and then I... Well, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Um, I guess in terms of marriage then, um, I guess, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, but... Um, the commitment to resolving conflict. And this is really across the board. This is just not in marital relationships, but across the board in relationships. I feel yeah. like we live in a society that doesn't know how to resolve conflicts. And we, we see it all over the place. Um, you know, in politics, we see people from both sides, um, you know, Republican, Democrat, and um, just screaming at each other through words, through social media. Um, just no one actually sitting down and listening to each other. Yeah. Um, but just you know, shouting their opinions at each other mm-hmm. and then shouting louder uh, to defend their opinions. And yeah. I feel like that's what happens a lot in, um, like it can happen in, in a marriage relationship too, where, you know, these two people um, who are committed to each other, when they start to have conflict, they just, um, you know, it turns into a shouting fest or um, an avoidance mm-hmm. thing. And then, you know, people in today's age, people start posting stuff, their garbage on Facebook Mm -hmm. and, and, um, people in our society don't often resolve conflict well. Mm -hmm. And and the thing to remember about conflict is that conflict actually has the potential to build intimacy because Mm -hmm. when you resolve your conflict, well, you're naturally going to be closer to that person. Resolving conflict is not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not fun, Mm -hmm. but it can be a beautiful thing because of what it does as a result. So I guess that would be my other bit of wisdom. And whether you're married or you're single, uh, it doesn't matter like whatever relationship you're in. So with, you know, your parents or with a coworker or with Mm -hmm. a friend, like you, you gotta be the one, if, if the other person in the relationship isn't mature enough or whatever, you gotta be the one to step up to be mature and to not get defensive. And I say that as a person who struggles with getting defensive. Yeah. Um, you gotta be that person who's going to stand up and realize this relationship's worth saving. Yeah. And so I'm going to be the bigger person and I'm going to try to resolve this the right way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be my, there my tidbit, wow. my nugget, Some little nuggets. Of <laughs> that was really good. And also I hear Harper upstairs and your little children downstairs. Yeah. So I think this is like the perfect time. Okay. Um, <laughs> when I was with Kendall, and I'm probably going to say this each time we talk about how cheesy it is of like, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and 
That's like perfect. Forty three minutes. Okay, good, good, good. Wow. No, but thanks for coming on the show. It was fun. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're doing a podcast. Wow. I'm just like so much fun. I'm proud of you. Proud of you for doing this. Thank you. I can't wait to hear it. Although I'm like, you know how like when you hear yourself, does it make you nervous? I'm like, yeah. Oh, I hate how I sound. Yes. I sound like I'm. 11. Yeah. Or I say y'all. <laughs> I say dumb things. Yeah, I say y'all thinking, like, I'm from the South, and it yeah. just sounds stupid because <laughs> it's not natural. Yeah, you can't do that. You're a California girl. Yeah, I, but I say it still. <laughs> um, and I think I said it in one of another episode that I was listening back to, and I was like, that just... I went to go edit it out, but I was like, I can't. Like, this is just what it is. <laughs> you leave it in. Exactly. It, so. Yeah. So, thank you. All right, you're welcome. All right. Hey guys, so I want to just pop in here real quick. After Chelsea and I's interview, um, the girls were actually downstairs watching a video, a movie the whole time we were interviewing, and so that was awesome, and I really wanted them to be part of the podcast after we were done having our little conversation. So they came up and joined, and I got to ask them a few questions. I actually threw on a little bit, a piece of this time with them um, in a chip chat a while ago, um, but... I like had copy and pasted and threw it in on accident and I didn't know where it landed in the recording just because technology is hard sometimes and I don't know if you guys listen to this chip chat but there was in it like it just popped up out of nowhere and almost blew your speakers out because I didn't get a chance to make it quieter so I did all that I could but honestly it's still pretty loud because they're little girls that sit really close up to the mic but it's seven minutes of just little girls voices talking about so much fun stuff and one's almost I think she just turned four so she says the greatest things and another one's almost in first grade and dude they're just both so awesome so I wanted you guys to get a little piece of their sweet little hearts so here we go Um, hi. Uh, um, you don't have to be so close, baby. Like right there. Here. Hi. Hi. Okay. I love you. Hi. Um, I have um, my favorite thing. Wait, let Dad. me ask. Can I ask you the question first? Uh-huh. Okay, let me ask you a question. What are you most excited about for your camping trip? Uh, don't have to be that close, baby. Scoot back. Talk loud um, like yourself. Just be yourself. Lucky. Stepping off a big rock. A big rock? A medium-sized rock. Not a small rock, though? Yeah. Yeah. What else? Um, um, a plane in the water. Yeah. Are you guys going to a lake? No. We're going to Jacksonville River. Oh. And we, oh. Um, it's, um, it can be fun, and I, um, like going there, and it's going to be a long trip. We might be watching movies or a screen if we, if, like, if this lights stop, and it takes a long time, and, um... Um, two turtles. <gasps> Those turtles are from there? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. That's and, funny. um, and thank you that, like, um, thanks that you, thanks that you made those. Um, my other favorite thing about there is maybe gonna find the other turtle and gonna bring it home and thank and I want, I hope we can. And um, my other favorite thing is what to do um, is um, gonna jump up um, and is going to jump off the ball. Oh my gosh, so fun. Thanks for sharing, Lyndon. Okay, you ready for your question, Finn? Mm-hmm. What's the, what does this do? You know, someone told me what it does, and I can't remember. Volume. So, yeah, it's volume, but it's, I don't know exactly what. So don't touch it. No, don't touch it. <gasps> okay, Finley. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part about being a kindergartner? I would probably say my teacher and... Who was your teacher? Miss Ramel. Oh, my gosh. 
So it's really nice. And another thing is she lets us go on field trips and like go out and have a field day. Where did you guys go? Um, Lincoln Memorial Gardens. Ooh. Did you like pick flowers and stuff? We tapped maple. We got some maple syrup. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else? Give me one more thing, and then we'll listen back to our voices. Uh, let me think. My other teacher, Miss Conklin. She helps with reading groups. Oh, you liked her too? Mm-hmm. She said she had to read, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Can I say something that I wanted to say? Like, what did I want to say when we go camping? Now, what I want to do when we go camping, because it's going to get really close, I want to jump off the boat and be with my friends. And what kind of what friends are going? Um, I forget. West and Lauren. Um, um, Gunner, Bella, Nora, Sylvia. Oh my gosh, that's a bunch of friends. And probably jumping off a medium rock or a big into the water. Oh, okay, so you're not just jumping off onto the ground. That would hurt. <laughs> okay, let's listen back to it. Ready? And catching fish. Oh, catching fish. So mm-hmm. fun. Oops, I don't know why that's coming through.
Okay, it's recording. Go. Me first. Okay, what do you want to say today? Um, can I say something? Uh, I'm announcing about camping. Sure. Um, and uh, I'm going to start maybe at the very end. And, um, we might, uh, we might, um, go to, um, we might, like, um, play in the wild. We might, it's going to be, um, so fun, and thank you that you love it. And thank you that you made us, Jesus. Thank you that you made Thank you that you made that. Thank you, Jesus, that you made that. And that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Can we sing a song, song together? Sing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to sing? Um, Jesus loves me. No. Okay. Together. No. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Go ahead and do that one. Uh, okay. Women. Sing that. No, women singing this. <laughs> Go ahead. Jesus loves me. Yes, I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. That's not what I meant. I meant like, um, Lyndon sings a part, I sing a part, Lyndon sings a part. Can we do it again? Can we do it again? No! Please! Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. Jesus loves me. So.